Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And he was horrible. Recorded live. I'm sorry, were you saying something? Because it's 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we were on a rant and I looked up and went seven o'clock and I didn't even have a chance to go, are you ready? I just hit the button. Welcome everybody to AGP. Now I do want to apologize for the fact that we did not have an episode last week. Um I've had some really, really hard times that have fallen on my shoulders from losing my job to finding a job to losing my car because somebody doesn't know that the on the right hand side of the road is where we drive and they decided to drive almost into my car. I had to go into a ditch and I hit a stop sign, so my car is kind of total at this moment because I didn't stop in that entire assessment like I went through the stop sign and I still went about five six feet before I could finally get the car to stop so um I do apologize just I had some life events that were keeping me from being able to do the podcast um luckily for you all for those of you who watch my let's play streams those have not been altered because I don't have a choice because I have two people that I have to make sure that I'm taking care of them on that note of course we always want to thank our sponsors for AGP. So big old shout out to Hazard Productions and they're all ages comic. Peanut Put It in Jelly. Scott Comics and they're all ages comic. Our Supermom with yours truly being Ghost Hunter in the comic. Of course we also want to thank Sean Forney Illustration for joining our sponsorship. We love you. Check out their independent tween comic. I will say tween like for teenagers. Um... Scarlet Huntress, really cool. A little bit more, I would say more like 14, 15 year olds and up to adults. Adults will love this comic as well. Um, of course, we also want to give a shout out to UVN, the Underground Video Network. Um, again, thank you so much. And look for the videos where I took over for Mike Broff because he decided he didn't want to go to a convention because he's a loser. Um, so I got to replace him. Yeah, I replaced you. I replaced you well at Accurate Comic Con, by the way, my dear boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and of course a big shout out to Gem City Comic Con coming to you April 1st the 2nd of 2017 wait for the new videos coming out from UVN and AGP myself for the commercials of Gem City Comic Con we're going to make the Comic Con owner sing and dance it's going to be hilarious and of course Champion City Comic Con which will be coming back at you in the fall of 2017 yeah it was so much fun being you Michael which everybody Michael's on the show today it was so much fun being you I look a lot cuter on camera than you do I think well that's why I switched over to the podcast because they had to update the old saying you know remember the old saying you got a face for radio well evidently I've got a face for podcasting so you got hair for radio. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I mean, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> so it has been quite a while since you've been on, and there's been so much that has happened that we haven't been able to talk about it. One was that horrible rendition of the Ghostbusters movie. Um, let's see. Uh, a new Marvel movie came out. Doctor Strange came out. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Awesome. I I dare say... It is single-handedly the best movie I've seen in 3D yet. It's it's a great movie. I loved it. 
But it is the best movie I've seen in 3D. It, I've never done acid, but it was as close as I can imagine to just completely tripping, just tripping my gourd out. Now, unfortunately, I don't go and see a lot of 3D movies. Um, I actually wait for them to come out on 3D, and then I watch them on the TV on 3D because the glasses that they have in theaters, um, about an hour and a half into the movie, which most movies are now like two and a half to three hours long, I get a migraine, and I cannot handle it. I can't mm-hmm. handle things resting on my ears. So thank God I don't have bad eyesight or else I would be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, I even sunglasses I can't wear for more than thirty, forty-five minutes at a time, or else I'll get a migraine. It's really sad because they're my pressure points because how my ears stick out. My pressure points are actually right where glasses sit. Ah, yeah, it hurts. But the movie was phenomenal. And for those of you who are nitpicking at this movie, seriously, first off, Ancient One does not refer to has to be the old dude who's Asian from the comic. Yeah. Doesn't have to be. There's more than one ancient one out there. Read your comment. Two, I love the fact that, yes, yes, it was a freaking origin story. Those of you who are yelling, oh, it's an origin story. We need an origin story for this one. Raise yes, your we hand do. if you actually read Doctor Strange before. Yeah. yeah, come on, people. I mean, I love you all. I really, 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 really do. But in all honesty, come on, guys. Most of you didn't even know who Iron Man was till Marvel got their hands on him, which means most of you didn't know who Doctor Strange was. I knew who Doctor Strange was because he was molded after one of my favorite horror actors of all time, Vincent Price. I was in love mm-hmm. with that man. That man was going to be my husband. I'm sorry. I was oh, four years old. Oh, he's a cool and I cat. Was- at four years old, I was marrying Vincent Price, and there was nobody that was going to stop me. And if I couldn't mm-hmm. have him, I was going to have Darth Vader. And if I couldn't have Darth Vader, I was going to have Jareth the Goblin King, a.k.a. David Bowie. These were my husbands <laughs> when I was four. So you all can't have them. <laughs> Two of them you really can't have. They're not here anymore. <laughs> which, is cool because when I was, which is cool because when I was younger, Jennifer Conley was going to be my wife. So we could have danced at the ball together. Uh, yeah, but see, we now, had I a never double liked, wedding. I didn't <laughs> like Sarah. She was too whiny. She reminded me of all the heroes that are always too whiny. Why do I have to babysit my brother? I want to go to the Tossie station. Lord Voldemort killed my parents. Shut the hell up. <laughs> like, seriously, that's all she did was bitch and whine. <laughs> She's almost been in my room again. Lance a lot. Oh, oh, my God. You're like 20. <laughs> I guess the the one thing that the one thing that threw me off about Doctor Strange, and it wasn't a bad thing, but see, I I'm very familiar with Benedict Cumberbatch because I love the show Sherlock, and he did an amazing American accent, but for somebody like me who who knows he's doing an accent, it was just so weird. It was like seeing Martin Freeman. Uh, who is who's also in Sherlock uh, in uh, Civil War, you know, when he did his American accent. It's just like, you're awesome, but I, I know you're doing an accent, and it's so weird. Well, but think about it. There are a lot of people that 
either A, the first time you ever meet them and you hear them, whether you've heard their original accent or if you hear their American accent first and then you hear the real voice also and vice versa, you're just like, what the hell? Like Bob Hoskins, most of us got introduced to him when he did Who Framed Roger oh, Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was pretty damn sure he was he was American. Oh, hell no, he is not. Not yeah. by a long shot. I'm like, holy crap. Or like when you hear Andrew Lincoln talk for the first time from The Walking Dead, and you're just like, huh? Yeah. The, no, the latest, that's not right. The, the latest ones that got me were from uh, uh, Supergirl, the guy that plays John Jones, the Martian mm-hmm. Manhunter. When I bought the DVD, when I bought it on DVD, I got to watch the behind-the-scenes stuff, and I'm like, "Holy crap! That is—he speaks with like a very, uh, you know, British accent." And I'm like, "It was blowing my mind." And the other one that really threw me was when I found out that Quentin Lance from Arrow mm-hmm. has an accent, and I'm just like. <laughs> Speaking of, since we are into DC, got to watch the first season of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, so good. Dude, bring me back my Captain Cold. Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. Don't get me, I, I love the, I really, I hate to say it like this, but if somebody was going to have to go, I would have rather seen Mick go, because I just enjoyed Cold so much. But I gotta say, you know what, though? I, in all honesty, if I had to watch anybody go, first off, I did not like the fact that Carter came back. I wanted him to be dead. I wanted him to be gone. When he came back, I knew somebody else was going to have to die. But I really like Mick and uh, <laughs> so much and Scott yeah. so much that I'm like, okay, let's kill the Adam. <laughs> Yeah, I I can see. No, you gotta understand. I I love me the Adam. I really do. I, I that's just it. I really like everybody on the show, and I was I was really upset to see Snart go. Uh, give it to season two because he's coming uh, back. He's got to come back. You're in a freaking time traveling spaceship yeah. for Christ's sake. He's either he's bound to be able to come back. But the great thing about having Heat Wave is because he is such a dichotomy as compared to everybody else. You actually get to see, I don't want to say see him grow, because he doesn't grow all that much, but... Yes, he does. No, no, no. He, he really he really, does. He, yeah. he, he didn't grow. He completely evolved. Yeah. And you really start seeing it when... Um, spoilers, if you haven't seen this at this point, by the way. Sorry if you're... Because we've just spoiled already the ending. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that fast enough. But when he, they go back and they have to save their younger selves. And how he lays into his younger self to see the regret in his eyes on what he did to his yeah. parents was really when you started to see his turnaround. And yeah. then that, that one scene... With him and the Adam. And he's like, well, what were you thinking about this time? And he was like, the crew. And he's like, you do like us. And he's like, da 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 And he goes, if you tell anybody, and you're waiting for him to say, kick his ass, or I'm going to kill you. And he's like, I'll shave your head. I love that, too. That is like his running nickname for Ray the entire second season is haircut. It's just so, it's so good. It's 
you know what? It's blowing my mind is you'll see it in season two. The two of them are very unlikely becoming they're be, they're becoming partners. And it's it's God damn, it's so much fun. Because, you know, they are complete polar opposites of each other, completely. Because in all honesty, if I was to go into a battle, I would much rather have Mick than fucking Raymond on my side. Raymond, shut the hell up and go stand in a corner. I don't give a shit. I will tell you when I need your damn suit. You irritate the piss out of me. <laughs> because that's just, that's just my honest opinion. You know what I think I like most about it, and I'll probably catch slack for it, but Brandon Routh gets to be... The Superman Returns Superman as Ray Palmer. You know what I mean? It's just that unbridled optimism, you know. And it's funny that you should actually say that because I am watching this TV show and I'm going, why wasn't he cast in Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel? Because he looks so much more like Superman than the guy that they casted. And yeah. he's got the whole home earth nature. He actually kind of reminds me of the guy who's playing Superman now on Supergirl. He's very down to earth, home yes. Which, oh my Dude. god. They're finally uh. getting my superheroes right. From Spider Man and Civil War to the Superman that's on Supergirl. Thank you for Amen. right. Amen. Now, look, I like Man of Steel. And after I watched the director's cut of Batman v Superman. I, I like it more than I originally did. But I would be so happy seeing more of Supergirl Superman than ever seeing Henry Cavill as Superman again. If you if I had to choose one or the other, it's gonna be the guy from Supergirl. Oh yeah. And and don't get don't get us wrong. I love Henry Cavill. I really yeah. do. He was phenomenal in The Man from Uncle, which I love that movie. I love oh, that movie. Yeah, me too. But, yeah, yeah. And, I'm not saying, and I'm also not saying that to- Tobey Maguire or the other guy who plays Superman, sorry, uh, I can't remember his name, Andrew something or other, is it? Uh, James Garfield. Oh, yeah, whatever. That, that, that other skinny kid. Um, I'm not saying that they did a bad job as Spider-Man. I mean, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was really kind of on point. Um, mm-hmm. it's just the rest of the universe around him was kind of gone, but the, they, they really captured Spider-Man in Civil War. It's just like from the they suit did. and the eyes and the attitude and, you know, they're in the middle of a fight yeah. and Captain America's like, you got heart, kid, where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like holding this big old thing up like, I'm from this and I'm like, whatever, I'll have a conversation in the middle of a battle. It's okay. Cause that's what Spider-Man does. He talks. You can't, yeah. He's like Michael here. He doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> you got a metal arm? That's so cool. Exactly. Um, I will. It, I will agree. From from what we've seen just in Civil War, I he he is he has quickly become my favorite of the three. He really has. And it it's. Really nice to see it. And again, like I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to diss on any of the other Spider-Man movies, even though I have, because well, Spider-Man three should not exist. No. Uh. Uh-uh. 
And I'm sorry, but the Amazing Spider-Man movies, I can't actually rate them as actual Spider-Man movies just because there's a line missing out of them um, with uh-huh. great power comes great responsibility. And without that line, it can't be a Spider-Man movie. I'm sorry. Null and void. Yeah. They became null and void the moment those didn't happen. I got to say this, though. If you want to see – if you want – to see something that's entertaining, hear me out on this. Go and back and watch. Days, go to the theaters and watch Star Wars Rogue One. <laughs> Amen. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> go back if you can. Go back and watch Spider-Man Three. Watch the commentary with the actors. It is so. It is like such a train wreck because they're doing the commentary on this movie like it's so good. And you're watching it and listening to them like you're you're they're really literally trying to polish a turn. <laughs> yeah, not gonna happen. Speaking of, I did say Rogue One. Did you get your tickets yesterday? I didn't. No. Shame on you. I got I my tickets. Know. I am good to go, baby. I did read. I did read they set a record for ticket sale for pre for ticket sales in one day. They set a world record for ticket sales. I got sales. my ticket. I got my tickets for six bucks a piece. Nice. Oh yeah. So it was really nice. Um, we got about fifteen people going. It's gonna be totally awesome. And yes, I am dressing up because that's who I am. <laughs> 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 but uh. I, I still am curious because I haven't seen it yet. I'm really wondering that at the end, because we know Vader's there, because, well, I've had to change my pants every time I watch the freaking trailer. Uh, and have, did you see, do you see his face on the Death Star in the poster? I want it so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. excuse me. Please, please, please. I want it. Give it to me. I need it. Um, sorry. Merry Christmas to me. Somebody go get it for me. Um, <laughs> but I want to see, <laughs> I want to see if they have a young princess Leia because someone to, or if they're going to kind of like digitally put in princess Leia because this is Leia at Star Wars episode four. So it's going to be really kind of hard to, you know, with Vader, you can at least get somebody in the mask. And as long as they could get the mannerisms that David Prowse had back in the right. original trilogy, you're good to go. Because uh, James Earl jo- Jones could still do the voice. Like, no, no, it oh, is yeah. a bust there. Um, but who do you get to be Carrie Fisher at the age that she was when she d- – I mean, I'm sorry. There's no other freaking Carrie Fisher out there. I'm sorry. There's just not. And you well, can't really replace her unless you have somebody who looks really close to her. Well, unfortunately, the only person that might have even come close – they can't use because she was in uh, the Force Awakens. Her own daughter. Yeah. How cool is that? How cool would that have been? That would be cool. But with the technology we have today, and it's a lot better than when Lucas tried to put a job of the hut into Star Wars Episode Four. God, that still looks off. I think uh, it's really sad that I could play Star Wars Battlefront, look at my hunt contracts, and the cartoon animated job of the hut that is sitting on my freaking video game looks better than that CGI crap George Lucas put in the fucking special editions. Seriously, seriously, yeah. this is a video game. Could you just like transfer that into the movie at something? How about it? But. It's funny 
because with the technology that we have today, how hard would it be to have Carrie Fisher do Fisher do a few voices or take some of her lines and do what they did when they um, when Ray started hearing the voices of Obi Wan and just have her say something? It would be really cool because they have to. She gets the plans. You know, Leia gets the plans at the end of this movie. It's it's known. You know what happened. Yeah. So. Well, the, the, the problem is, is if you've never seen Star Wars, guys, spoiler, at the end of this movie, they get the plans to the Death Star and they give them to Princess Leia. hate to ruin the ending of this movie <laughs> for you, but uh, that's going to happen. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's already etched in stone. I have the movie that follows it sitting right there on VHS and Laserdisc. I don't have it on DVD because I can't find it in its originality. Oh, man. Because I'm that person. But, oh, I'm so excited. And it's funny, too, because every time I mention anything about Rogue One on social media, I hashtag it. And, I'm try- and I've gotten a couple of other people to do it, too. And I'm really trying to get it started to be trending. I have it, as, and you all can help me with this. Um, hashtag it as the prequel we deserve. There you go. I am yeah. trying to trend. Hashtag the prequel we deserve. So help me make this the prequel that we deserve. Hashtag it. Let's make this synonymous with everybody within the Star Wars realm. Because as far as I'm concerned, we don't have any other prequels anyway. No. Uh, And then, of course, next year we get eight. And then the year after that we get Han Solo. And then we get nine. And it's going to be exciting. Hence the Tis a Star Wars Christmas. Let's see. We now have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve Star Wars stockings. I actually, just the other day at work, I had to explain to one of my non-geeky friends just exactly what Rogue One was. He's like, is it Star Wars? Is it? And I wish I'd have thought about it. I wish I'd have been able to say at the time, you know, it was a prequel deserved, but I, I had to explain to him, it's in the same universe, but it's not in the same technically linear story that, you know, it, it's not Han, Luke, and Leia. It's it's in the same universe, It's, but it's not... Well, the thing, the thing is, is it is and it isn't. There's nothing to say. Now, we probably won't see a Luke, but we will have a reference to Luke probably because there's no way in God's green freaking earth you guys are doing this movie and not having a Wedge Antilles in there somewhere. Oh, God, no. Oh. You are talking. You are talking about Rogue One. You are talking about the birth of the Rogue Squadron. Wedge was part of the birth of the Rogue Squadron. Get he better be there, or I'm gonna flip my lid. Yeah. Well, my country just came out. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That, that would be a good way. I'm not saying that every single Star Wars movie has to have R2D2 and 3PO. But, I mean, we do know for gospel that R2 and C-3PO's previous owner was Wedge Antilles. So, there's your angle. But the thing is, is and the thing is, is we more than likely will see them. It is a shame that you know there's no Kenny Baker at this point. 
But we will yeah. more than likely see them because we know that 3PO and R2 are in the hands of Leia on the Yavin ship when she has the plans to the Death Star because she puts the plans of the Death Star into the R- into R2-D2. And that's how they get them away from the Empire, which brings Luke and Han and Obi-Wan and everybody into this. So more than likely, they, if anything else, they will have a cameo appearance in this movie. It would be stupid not to. Yeah. But there, there's just certain things that have to be there. The, the ending has to be giving Leia the plans and her setting up, getting in, and watch. And the thing is, is it really should end with Leia, R2, and 3PO getting onto the ship with the Rebel Alliance and with the Rebel Alliance and soldiers, and them trying to coming up with the whole. It's a diplomatic mission, heading back to Alderaan, and that's where. It, and they take off and they head, of course, towards Tatooine, which is where they where the Empire finally captures Leia. That's the way how it should end. It should honestly end with her taking off and a Star Destroyer coming out of nowhere and warping right after her. That's how it's yeah. been. And you can pop in episode four and boom, you see the you see her little ship, you see the laser beams and the big old Star Destroyer and you're just like, oh, it's the circle of life. Sorry. See, there's your movie marathon right there. Like you said, listen, ignore the prequels. And when it comes out on Blu-ray and DVD, we watch Rogue One and then, episode, you know, Star Wars. Because at this point, we don't even, I don't even want to refer to them as Episode 4 anymore. Because Episode 4 implies that there was an Episode 1, 2, and 3. And Well, the thing is, is, but see, it doesn't even imply because at the same point in time, yes, they were just called Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Star Wars, A New Hope. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. And it wasn't until they got, what, their second or third? Was it their second or third rewriting that they became 4, 5, and 6? Yeah, And it was still okay because that didn't mean that we were getting 1, 2, and 3. So it's still okay to call them 4, 5, and 6 because the general public knows them as 4, 5, and 6. Then most people with any common sense knows that no, you can't even watch. It's even, you take away Star Wars and just call it the Phantom Menace, all right? Which means you don't even know that there's anything to do with Star Wars. And you make it uh-huh. a parody movie. It still sucks as a parody movie. It sucks as – all three of them sucks as a movie. Now, true, two is worse than one, and three is better than all of them. So in their, yeah. their, their total of going two, one, and three in their sucky order, but even the small things like Yoda battling Dooku and looking like Kermit the Frog on freaking acid of a CGI trip from hell – it was not enough to justify the movie. Watching, um, even though that battle scene between Obi-Wan and Anakin was fantastic, the Yoda versus the Emperor wasn't really all that great, even though everybody keeps going, oh, it was so great. Yeah, it was great the first time you saw it because it was the first time you saw it. But if you go back mm-hmm. now and rewatch Yoda fighting Dooku or Yoda fighting the Emperor, it looks like crap. At least Obi-Wan versus Anakin was actually really good, and I enjoyed it. And it was, it's like the only it's like when you watch The Phantom Menace. The only thing you really want to watch is the pod racing. Skip to Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah, none of this awkward Senate stuff and, and little Anakin awkwardly. Oh, God. The, the little Anakin thing didn't bother me as much because I'm too busy yelling at fucking Jar Jar Binks the entire time. Uh, like, seriously, Jar-Jar. I'm just yelling at that character. I'm just yelling at that character. It's just like, I mean, any 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 
society where you something big do do this time? Really? Really? That's yeah. your line? Who the hell wrote this crap? At least when the Ewoks were talking, if they did have a line like Yusa and Big Doo-Doo, you had no idea because it was a completely different language. Thank Christ. <laughs> or let me say, thank the Force, all right? But seriously, it, you know, it's just like, oh my God, such horrible movies. And it's And I remember the fear that everybody had when Disney bought Star Wars. And Disney's like, we're going to bring back Star Wars. And everybody went into a panic shit. And would you all stop sending me requests on freaking PlayStation? I'm in the middle of something. Oh, I'm sitting here and my PlayStation is going off. And people are inviting me to play games like they don't know I'm doing a podcast right now. Seriously, knock it off. I'll be online in about third. Well, I don't know. Mike's on the show, so in about forty-five minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I look. look I'm, I'm giving you a promise because I got two things against me right now. Is I'm, I, I I got my overtime back at work, so my butt has got to be up at three o'clock in the morning. And and speaking of video games. Um, Last Sunday, the uh, foundation update for No Man's Sky dropped, and it is amazing. I can't, I can't stop playing that game now. I'm, I'm toggling back and forth between Skyrim Remastered, booyah, and Seven Days to Die. Oh, but this week. This week, it's all about the Grand Theft Auto V because they just dropped playing Tron in the game. Playing what? Tron. They have light cycles in Grand Theft Auto V right now. And you can battle your friends in a race where you are trying to crash them into your line off of the back of your bike. Like in Tron. I am not cracking you by any means. That is what we're doing this week. We are playing Tron in GTA Five. Oh hells and yes! Wait a minute. While I'm thinking about it, because we were talking about technology, if you want to see how far technology has come in the past few years, watch Civil War and look at the young uh, Robert Downey Jr., which was amazing, mm-hmm. and go back mm-hmm. and watch Tron Legacy again. Oh my god. I'm sorry, but I, that was so bad. Young Jeffrey, it was so bad. Oh, yeah. I know. So, uh, so I do have to share. Yes, I got all of my Christmas stuff out um cuz Thanksgiving's coming on, so I could pull out the Christmas stuff. And um, I got it. I I lost my manger scene and my manger. I had I still had my baby Jesus and the three wise men, um, but I didn't have a manger anymore. And I was like, well, how do I do, how do I get a new manger? So I went and got a new manger at Walmart. And I'm like, well, I need a Mary and Joseph. So I put Cobra Commander and Scarlet in as Mary and Joseph. <laughs> um, Predator. Um, <laughs> So right now, I'm not finished with it, but right now we have Cobra Commander and Scarlet as Mary and Joseph. We have Cthulhu in the background. He is taller than the manger, so he's like leaning up over the manger like, Hello, Jesus! 
animals. So I picked the Alien Queen, Godzilla, and the Predator. <laughs> and Rainbow Dash is my angel watching over the baby. Why? Because I can. I think the best thing I've done so far, though, this year is with my Christmas town. I have um, I have a little Dollar General building for my Christmas town, and I have um, Marion and Indy walking out of Dollar General with the Ark nice. of the Covenant. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we went shopping at Dollar General, and we got the Ark of the Covenant, bitches. <laughs> Indy, Indy's walking out. Top men, my ass. <laughs> uh, yep, and it was just—it's just funny because, like, I have this one scene where I have um, Boba Fett, and he's talking to a stormtrooper and a clone trooper. This is gonna be a funny conversation right here. So I'm your dad, and technically I'm your daddy too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your daddy? <laughs> I. I love being able to take my action figures and use them for other things. Even though, like, it's so funny because my mom walks in and she goes, where do you put everything when you do this? I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) I really don't. But, God, I can't believe Christmas is almost here, which means the 25 days of Christmas will be starting on, what's it called now, Freeform instead of Fox Family or something like that? I think it's called Freeform. Yeah. Um, Hey. You'll like this. Um, I try to be a responsible adult. I try. But every year, I know, I know, right? That's the same reaction I get from everybody. But every year, I I get myself, like, one one Christmas present. You know, I get myself one thing. And this year, I finally got my loot crate. Aww. I went ahead and I got the entire year. And dig this. I, I can't wait because I know I'm going to forget about it. I didn't sign up in time to get this month's loot crate, so my my first one won't be until December. The delivery date is somewhere between the 24th and, like, 27th. So my first loot crate is going to be a Christmas present to myself. I will get. My, I should get my loot crate about the week before Christmas. Is normally roughly. That's normally when I get mine. And then on Christmas, I'll take the money out of my bank account for it. <laughs> um, oh, something else that's happened that I have not been able to talk to you about, which was a lot of fun of me on Twitter bitching and complaining. So, because uh, I haven't talked to you since before Halloween. Yeah. And uh. We all know that I shivered with anticipation because oh, there was a yeah. Mhm. Mhm. And so, for those of you who don't know, in October, Fox decided that they were going to destroy a cult classic, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Oh my God! I don't. Did you see it? Did you see any of it? I watched clips, and it was it was horrible. It was genuinely, you know what? Honestly, the best way I can describe it was everybody's fear when Disney took over Star Wars and Marvel. That's what happened to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. 
they just completely whitewashed it. It was the most bland. Oh God! It was like they like they literally dumped bleach on it. So here's the thing. So I am first off. Let let me take you back to 1993, 1994, and there's this young girl who's 14, 15, and she gets introduced to this movie on Fox of all channels. The Rocky Horror Picture Show, which they showed it late at night so they didn't have to cut anything out. Fell in love with it instantly. Instantly. From there, I got to go to one of the showings at the theater. Got my virgin initiation. I lied about my age. I got to perform in the show. I was Columbia. I learned the callback lines. I I made my own callback lines. I had a lot of fun with it. I've been an avid fanatic of it ever since. I mean, there's... It, it it brought Tim Curry back to me again as another husband that I hadn't seen since Annie when he was Rooster. So, <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> seriously, I was in love with that man and Annie. I realized he was the bad guy, but anybody who gets to be married to Bernadette Peters, yeah, okay. That's uh, all right, that's right. <laughs> oh, so, man, you had to say Bernadette Peters. Oh, oh she's fabulous. Bernadette Peters is right up there with Bette Midler for me for one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Say what you want, but my top three entertainers of all time, and you have to understand, when I come up with the word entertainer, I'm talking about somebody who can sing, who can act, who dances, who does these gorgeous productions. So my idea of greatest entertainers of all time has to go down to Bette Midler, Bernadette Peters, and Meatloaf. Except for we're gonna we're gonna exclude his scene in Blood Rain because that movie, oh God, I could spend three hours on that movie alone of what the hell. But you know, does he get some of the greatest roles in the world? No. And the reason why, and I know why Fox showed it back in those days because at that time, Meatloaf had the new album out, Bad Out of Hell Two, Back in the Hell, and I would do anything for love, but I won't do that skyrocketed Mm -hmm. to number one and even though this man has been in the music industry because I'm sorry say what you want about music but when Meatloaf and Jim Steinman get together it's fucking gold it is straight up nothing but gold end of story those two are perfect together they they were meant to be together it was like Uh the one gift that the god Cthulhu gave us Just in case, because I don't, I don't want anybody to get confused with if I say God and they get confused and think I'm a Christian. I don't want anybody to think that. Sorry. <laughs> um, politically correct? Hell no. So, <laughs> so, one, I was already a fan of um, I Would Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that. I got the CD, which was funny because I was going to this church at the time, and they're like, that CD is going to send you to hell. Fine, I'm going there in a handbasket with flowers on it because I love this God bless it fucking CD. Yes, I used to go to church, people, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So did I. Uh, that sent me into his Bad Out of Hell album, so I got to meet Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Then he came in 1994 to Cincinnati, and it was the first time I actually went out of my way to – I asked my parents. They said no. I said fuck you. I'm going anyway. I snuck out to go to the Meatloaf concert at 15. I was going to this. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. The bats from hell themselves couldn't keep me away. And I got to see him perform Paradise by the Dashboard Light on the God-given stage of 
pure pleasure, and it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire existence. Hands down. And so, yeah, that's why he's one of my favorite entertainers of all time. Bette Midler, well, she's the divine Miss M, and Bernadette Peters, well, she's fucking Bernadette Peters. Oh, she's, but, you know what, for, for someone like Bernadette Peters, who is an amazing, like you said, she's an amazing entertainer. She's got the, one of the greatest voices ever. One of my favorite movies is uh, Mel Brooks. Lo- I watch anything Mel Brooks, even the bad ones. I'm looking at you, Men in Tights. It's still great. You go back and you watch Silent Movie, which is legitimately a silent movie, and Bernadette Peters is still killing it in that movie. Killing it. The best female, I'm sorry, Mel Brooks ever had in his collection was Madeline Oh, Hall. yeah. Damn right. That she, woman oh. was hot, hot. Oh, my God, she was. Oh, oh. dude. Dude. I, Madeline, I, I, oh, Madeline Kahn is a, was a goddess who walked the earth. Because I not only. One more time for a chance with that woman. Oh. She had everything. She was an amazing singer. She was an amazing dancer. She was in her own right a legitimately, one of the legitimately best comedic actresses. No, actors, comedians. Thank you. Ever. Female actors. I I don't know. People start using the word actress. Seriously, when did people start using the word actress? Because when I was growing up, it was okay. And the nominees for the Oscar for best leading female actor are. Yeah. When did the word get changed to actress? But we totally went off where I was going originally with this conversation. So rewind. Rocky Horror Picture Show. All right. So you say they pour bleach on it. Well, what they did was they took something that was designed to make you feel very uncomfortable, yet uh-huh. make you think. All right? It had a darkness to it. I mean, there, the fact that I'm watching what's supposed to be the sex scene of the Rocky Horror Picture Show where Dr. Frankenfurter comes in and seduces Janet, then goes in and seduces Brad in the exact same lines, exact same way, which is uh-huh. freaking iconic, just... Red for girls, blue for boys. Got it. Turn into a pillow fight for teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. They took all the sexuality and all the the things that would make you think, and the thing it made you feel like I could. It made me feel like I could sit down. Oh, I could almost sit down because my granny wouldn't actually watch this and sit down with my religious granny and not think twice about it. Where I'm mm-hmm. the type of person who I would actually play the original with my granny sitting there just so I could make her uncomfortable so she would shut up and leave me alone. Sorry, granny. I love you, but no. <laughs> That's just the person who I am. The music. The only the music was... So we get to the iconic song, The Time Warp. And at first, I started smiling. Because they did that... And it was very acoustic. And if you've ever watched any, like, specials, if you ever listen to Richard O'Brien play the Rocky Horror Picture Show live, he takes a guitar, and that's the exact same riff he plays when he plays it live versus what's in the uh, in the movie, which is actually really cool. 
And then they sped it up like the Smurfs were singing it. Uh-huh. The only song that I thought was really cool on the way how they changed it from the lips to you had um, an Usher was science double features science fiction. I thought that was yeah. actually quite cool, especially when you walk past the old movie posters as she was mentioning them in the thing. Now, as for me, a person who loves to go and see the Rocky Horror Picture Show live in a theater, they tried to do, totally decimate me being able to say any of my callback lines to have fun with what they put up on Fox. Every time I went to go say a callback line, they had rushed the line or they had rushed the song, and I'm just like, fuck and you. Yeah. You know, you know what it was? It, w- it was a videotaped high school musical production from a Catholic school version mm-hmm. of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Now, don't get me wrong. There were some really nice – there were a few nice things. Now, um, the first thing um, I have to say is – and do be, be to be advised that I don't watch The Orange is Black, so I have no idea who this chick is. Um, I don't even remember her name. <laughs> I know she's transgender. I got that much. She did the best that she could with what she was given. Yeah. But it's not, in my opinion, and, I, and I'm not a person who would say, because I've already mentioned earlier in the same that I have no problem with the fact that the ancient one was a white female instead of an Asian old male. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even have, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with any female or male swapping gender. I don't have issues with that. What I, but this is one character that it just, you lose some of the sexual content and the creepiness that goes with it. Changing Dr. Frankenfurter in, in from a male to a female character. One yeah. is because you have a female, so there's not that uneasiness that you get. Because let's face it, even in today's day and age, everybody's cool with woman on woman. Everybody's still not cool with a man on a man. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of the uneasiness that is lost when you have a male character changed to a female character who seduces a male and a female. And then again, a female character creating the perfect male versus a male character creating the perfect male. Mm-hmm. And then there's the uh, song where Frankenfurter is chasing Janet through the castle and there's the line of, when we made, um, I laid the seed, it should be all she needs. You're a female, you can't lay a seed. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. Now, um, the guy who played Eddie, he did a really good job with basically the cover of um, Hot Patootie. I enjoyed the song. I do not understand how we got him onto the dinner table, though, when Frankenfurter threw him out a window. <laughs> he, you rewatch it. Frankenfurter throws him out the window. Throws him out the window. Then later he's back as dinner, like he's supposed to be. But the problem is, and one of my problems is, is the reason why Eddie originally comes out of the freezer in the original movie is because that's where Frankenfurter put him. You lose the whole context and the backstory of how Eddie was one of Frankenfurter's boyfriends. And when he got tired of him, he used half of his brain to help create Rocky, which is why Rocky dances to Hot Patootie, because he has half of Eddie's brain. 
And that's where he stored him was in the freezer. So when he didn't come out of the freezer, you just lost an entire backstory that's there for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. But in all honesty, they made it too family-friendly. And that whole, yep. hey, let's have people sit in the audience out of nowhere and yell a callback line out of the blue. And we're going to only pick, like, the most popular callback lines they've ever used. It didn't fit with what – it just didn't fit in there. It was just like, what the hell is that? No. That's crap. Get it out of here. And it's just really sad. I mean no, – it was a Nickelodeon version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It really was. It really was. In all honesty, it was. And it's really sad that it became like that. Um, my next fear, and I get it. Everybody's into these, hey, let's do these musicals again. It has nothing to do. It's just they're picking musicals that have always been popular. They've done it with Grease. They've done it with um, The Sound of Music. Then there's a Rocky Horror Picture Show. And now they're doing... Um, Hairspray. Why? Ah. So they're redoing Hairspray. And so I'm watching the preview for this. And, um, (sighs) okay. So one of my favorite songs of all time is You Can't Stop the Beat. I love that song from that movie. Um, and there's a line in the musical that says, "Oh crap, what is it? Um, hold on, I've got, I've got. Yes, I have to sing the song in my head real quickly. What is it? You can't. Ever since the whole world began, a woman found out if she shook it, she could shake up a man. So now I'm gonna shake and shimmy it the best that I can today." That's the line. I love mm-hmm. that line. That's a great line for someone like me. Yeah, they took that out. Because they're family friendling it. They're family friendling friending it mm-hmm. again. Um, on top they're of ginger- that. They're gentrifying it. They did the same thing with Rocky Horror Picture Show. They gentrified it. So, now I am happy to say. That they are still keeping with the fact that, um, oh, crap, 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 what is it? Um, oh, crap, I can't remember. And the Turbulent. Ever since the original, not the not the musical, but the, uh, the original 60s with Ricky Lake in it, was always played by a man. And so oh, they yeah. Are, so they are keeping a man in the role, and it's Harvey Firestein. Okay. Oh, okay. So that I have oh, you. Oh, all right. You okay? I, yes. I would. I would watch that. Now, for those of you who don't know who he is, the best iconic role that I could give you is he's the brother to uh, Robin Williams' character in <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> That's right. Oh God, yeah. So. Um, he's absolutely perfect to play that part, and Martin Short's going to play her dad, which I think he's going to be perfect for that part. But there's mm-hmm. one more thing that really pisses me off. There, um, Miss Maybell, who is the black host for Negro Day 
on their television show that they have is supposed to be a big black woman. Now, don't get me wrong. I know Jennifer Hudson used to be big and beautiful, and she's still beautiful, but she ain't big anymore. She don't even come remotely close to the word big in my mind. All right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that if she sings big, blonde, and beautiful, as scrawny as she is, I'm going to be livid. Stop taking away my big people characters. Us fat people want our fat characters to stay fat. That's why we like Tracy Turnblatt. She's fat. We like her. Why? Because she doesn't Mm -hmm. give a damn. Don't do it. Don't do it to Miss Maybell. I will not. Don't do that to me. And, like, my mom's like, Amanda. And I'm like, no, Mom. You've got to understand. They keep doing this to very powerful, very vocal black women or white women in the industry. And right now, later for me, it's two great iconic women who were big and heavy set and they were powerful as hell. So you took it away from me in Suicide Squad when you made Amanda Waller scrawny as hell. Yeah. Give me back my fat Amanda Waller. I love her. I love her. Yeah. I, it, it gives me something to look forward to. It's like it's one of the few times I'm like, can we really change the race of this character to white so I can play her? Like seriously, I will play the fat white Amanda Waller. I'm hell, I'm already halfway there. My name's Amanda for Christ's sakes. I'm okay with this. I will play the character that can look at Batman and go, what? And what? And now they're doing it again with Miss Maybell. Again, why does she have to be skinny? No, Jennifer Hudson is an amazing voice. She really is. But if I have to choose between Jennifer Hudson in this new production versus Queen Latifah, who played her in the movie, I'm going to pick Queen Latifah because Queen Latifah looks like the role. Yeah. And I'm not saying that a character can't be skinny or fat or black or white or male or female. I have no problems with that. But if a role specifically has a role where the line is, I'm big, blonde, and beautiful, don't put a skinny woman in there. I don't care if they used to be big and beautiful. Now she's skinny and beautiful, which ruins Mm -hmm. the whole big part of it. And I'm just like, you know, those are the things that kind of tick me off. Because, now, let me explain something. I'm not, I'm not skinny, but I'm not obese. I, I am considered fat. I'm about average weight. I'm slightly under 200 pounds at five foot two and a half. So, it's funny because someone like me gets stuck somewhere in the middle because I'm neither one aspect or the other because for some, for some reason our society thinks you're either skinny or... Or you're obese. You can't be in the middle, heaven fucking forbid. No, there's no in-between. Yeah. Why, I don't know. But it's really starting to irritate me when I see these really great, wonderful, iconic characters. I mean, Amanda Waller's been one of my favorite characters. I mean, the first time I saw her, and I'm like, it's a big woman! Yippee! Wait, don't. But yeah, they're going to whitewash this again because they're taking away things, and it's just really sad. And it was brought to my attention actually watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade when I saw it, and I went, what the hell is this? Why? What? what, 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 Wait, what, what? Speaking about things that need to be changed. Can we go back to the original Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Like, seriously, what happened to that thing? It became commercialized. They gentrified it. 
I was sitting there watching it this year. And I do like seeing the Broadway musicals. I like Broadway musicals. But I was I was looking at these things. I'm like, the Ninja Turtle, it was the Ninja Turtle float that really sparked my my memories. I remember being little and watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in the 80s, and He-Man came down on oh, his yeah. float. And then he started oh, battling yeah. Skeletor, and it was really cool, and the crowd got into it, and he defeated Skeletor there during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. There ain't none of that now. They just stand there and wave, hey, guys. And, of course, some celebrity has to be on the float. Because heaven forbid the Ninja Turtles are popular enough without having some celebrity singer on their float. Yeah. Why can't the Ninja Turtles be battling Shredder and not have a celebrity singer? And what is it? I remember back when I was a kid, when you watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, okay, you had these people, and they were singers, and they sang Christmas songs. That's what they say. They sing the Christmas songs. And I am watching this, and no, they're not singing Christmas songs. They're, like, singing things like, shake your booty, shake your thing, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why are you not singing a Christmas song? This is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade introducing the, tra- the introduction of Christmas. Sing a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. You are allowed to sing Christmas songs at this point. Sing them. Because <laughs> you only have till December 31st. After that, you can't sing them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, it was just, and it was just something that really caught my attention. And, then like, and it's funny because I'm watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and the thing that I'm, like, smiling over is um, the Sesame Street float comes down. And there are still two of the people that were on Sesame Street that were still there from when I was a kid. From the original airing, well, I don't want to say original airing, but back from the decade when I watched Sesame Street, they're still there. They're still on the show. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. By the way, um, just a little shout out to whoever's voicing Miss Piggy now. Uh, so she got to sing with Tony Bennett. Uh, Santa Claus is coming. Or, yeah, Santa Claus is coming to town. Um, Miss Piggy is not supposed to be able to actually sing, guys. So uh, you need to change that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of her. She's bad, but she just, yeah. Uh... I mean, I get it. Miss Piggy is a diva. But the one thing Miss Piggy is not, she's not a singer. She's never been a singer. She's still a diva. She's still the most gorgeous pig that's ever walked the face of the earth. She is the forefront of full-figure women everywhere. I don't care if she's a pig. She's still the running person of full-figure women everywhere. She has the best fashion sense any woman could ever possibly have, ever. (laughs) She's got an attitude that rivals anything I've ever seen. Like, Darth Vader would walk up and go, never mind. Nope. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm messing with that pig. Nope. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. But she, can't, she ain't supposed to be able to sing. Don't give her a diva voice to knock that crap off. If I have to go find somebody who sounds like Frank Oz and make her and do it the right way, I will. It is bad enough you broke up the greatest couple of all time with Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. Don't you be messing with her voice now. Which sucks because they were getting back together before the show got canceled. No, I can't even. I don't even want to. Nope. I'm not even. I just. Nope. 
I'm not going to go there. I know. All I have to say is the separation of Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy proves that no one can have a relationship on this planet now that's going to (laughs) last. I'm not even going to try. If Miss Piggy can't be with Kermit, I'm not even going to try to have a relationship. Screw you, The only way I can justify it, and I'm not because I watched the show. I really liked the show. The the show made sense for the day. I mean, it was it it was hard to have a variety show in today's market, but to have her be the host of a talk show was actually pretty damn genius. Uh huh. But but the, the the idea of the first season was not to show the two of them being apart, but to see why they needed to be back together. And toward the end of the first season, we got to see that happening. And what happened? Boop. Canceled. Now they'll never get back together. We need another Muppets Take Manhattan so they have to do the wedding scene again. Oh, I love that movie. Do you you know for the longest time, I was, for the longest time, they actually considered that as Miss Piggy and Kermit actually getting married. And it wasn't until years later that they went, no, 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 no. They were just playing it on the stage. No, no, no! You rewatch that movie. They were getting married. Yeah, it was more than I, just it was more than just a show. Yeah. Oh man. Because that right there really showed you the connection of Kermit and Piggy, and they've been. Oh yeah. We come on. The, 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 the Muppets family Christmas with the two of them singing the most lovely songs together. They've always been together. I mean, if they do a new Muppet movie, who's going to play Kermit's wife? It has to be Piggy. It's always been Piggy. Who are you going to put in there? Animal? <laughs> in control. <laughs> I mean, come on. Look, there's certain things that belong together. Kermit and Miss Piggy, Camilla and Gonzo, peanut butter Bert and Ernie. jelly, Bert Bert and Ernie. Ernie. Oscar and his garbage can. <laughs> Big Bird and Snuffle up, I guess. Yeah, Snuffy. Oh, I love Snuffy. He was Me so too. adorable. Oh. By the way, I got a new pop figure. What'd you get? His gig. Nice. Oh, I knew you were going to. I got... I got... I, I got, got the entire Dark pop- Christmas collection. Did you? I, I... I got two new pops. And normally I buy them one at a time, but I had to buy these two at the exact same time. I got Pinky in the Brain. Nice. No, I and went not... on a pop. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I have a shelf in my office where I keep all my pops. Pinky and the Brain are in the living room on my DVD shelf, right underneath my picture of Pinky and the Brain that's autographed by Maurice LaMarche, and next to my picture of both me and Maurice LaMarche and Rob Paulson. They're they're in the living room. And nice. I have I have to get the other I I saw that they have Wacko, Yakko and Dot 
and I will have all three of them. Yep. I went on a, when I uh, substituted for you at Akron Comic Con, I went on a pop shopping spree. I spent over $200 on pop figures. Holy which is something I, 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 don't, I don't even know what happened. I was just like, pop! And you got to understand, there are pop figures that I don't like. Everybody knows I'm obsessed with Rainbow Dash. That pop figure of Rainbow Dash looks like crap. I don't want it. Yeah. Don't even think about it. Um, so I ended up getting April O'Neil and Shredder because those two are meant to be together. I don't care. Robot Chick approved Nice. Um, <laughs> I got the entire Dark Crystal collection. Um, and, of course, it's the this gig is part of the Nativity scene, too, by the way. And, of course, I had, I had to get it. I, I have to because I named my freaking Chihuahua after the damn character, for Christ's sakes. Um, I ended up picking up the Alien Queen. Um, oh, I got a Darth Vader pop figure. <laughs> I got I'm surprised the Labyrinth. I'm surprised it took you that long to get him. Um, I got the new one for Rogue One. Oh, I got you. Okay. Um, I ended up um I ended up getting um now there's one of my favorite animes is called Sword Art Online. Um, that's my chair, and I'm trying to do a podcast, and you can't have my chair. Thank you. <laughs> I got up. I got up to stretch my legs, and my guy goes, "Oh, look, my computer chair." Uh, no, that's my computer chair. No, Lieutenant Savick, get down. Um, so, um, in Sword Art Online, there's the main character, uh, Asuna, and I got her pop figure, and I got her for 10 bucks, which is actually amazing, because when I go to an anime convention, she's 45 bucks a pop. Like, screw that. Yeah. Um, I ended up picking up some pop figures for my sister, who's not listening, so I got her that stuff for Christmas, because she's at work, so she won't hear this podcast till after Christmas. Ha! <laughs> Because I got her Dr. Frankenfurter. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up the um, entire line of uh, the Labyrinth figures. I have... Okay, you'll appreciate this. I'm going at... Those are... After I get Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, I'm going after those. Now, my, my, the top two on my list are Hoggle and Ludo. When I first saw the Sarah... I thought it was pretty funny because you'll know what I'm talking about. When you look at the box for Sarah, Sarah comes with the worm. Which is the only reason Sarah, why I got her. Sarah, and Did you notice the packaging? Sarah is 50% covered by the box, but the worm is completely 100% in the open. So it's like you barely see Sarah... But you see the worm, and I, they, you know they did that on purpose. I'm sorry. I don't get – I get it. You can't really have Labyrinth without Sarah, but I don't like her character. I love the worm. Hello. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you say hello? No, nah, I said hello, but that's close hello, enough. that's close enough. <laughs> the scene that upsets me, though, yeah. the scene that upsets me, though, is there's no Sir Didymus or Ambrosius. Yeah. I want one of those, and I want a goddamn fiery. I want a chili down. And the well, pop figure, they need to make they need to make the figure so they can take off their eyes and their legs. I, I was just getting at least the head. At least the head has to pop off. 
I want one where you can take the ear off and go, take off an ear. You don't need two no. ears. <laughs> <laughs> I want so bad. But yeah, I the, the, my see for me the first thing I saw Jareth in his owl outfit, and then I saw Jareth, and then I was like, oh, I'm just gonna get the whole set. Frick it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it was the thing was is at Akron. Every pop figure I got, other than the Alien Queen and Ludo, were ten bucks a pop, and the Alien Queen and Ludo were twenty bucks a pop. They oh. were all on sale at Akron, so I went on a shopping spree. And then, yeah. and I got the Dar- and I didn't even find the Darth Vader one. So I go to the auction because I'm I'm there at the auction, and I'm helping them raise the prices of everything because like everybody's like, do I have five dollars? How about one dollar? So I was just like, okay, this isn't working to what I want the auction to be. So I was like, all right, I'm going to fix this. So everything went up for five bucks. few things I got I didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I got, and I'm turning it around and giving it to somebody who else wanted it, but I'm not going to say because sometimes he listens to this podcast, but it's going to be his Christmas present. Speaking of, I have your Christmas present. It's already wrapped in underneath the tree. Aww. Um... Some things I did get that I did enjoy. I got the – the only thing I really wanted was the Darth Vader pop figure. Um, I also ended up getting a few comic books. I ended up getting the 25th anniversary Iron Grenades uh, Destro, which I could have cared less for, but I didn't want it to go to waste because um, it's Destro with the gold helmet, and I'm like, yeah, that's not Destro. Destro's head's silver. Um uh. That that's the generation of I stopped watching GI Joe because Deke took it over and it sucked. Yeah, yes, it did. That's where everything so, became like neon orange, and all they did was I remember that time. All they did was take the old cool vehicles and give them ugly paint jobs. What happened was okay, so. What happened was this, uh, the Baroness brings Cobra Commander back into his human form. Then he's wearing that god-awful full metal outfit. He finally kills Serpentor, but the way how he kills Serpentor is he kind of turns him into these molecules and uses him to make the new colors of all the vehicles. That's how they got their new coloring. That's actually They, they basically integrated Serpentor into their vehicles. Ew, that's kind of gross. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no. If you really think about it, it's like, ew, that's gross. Um, <laughs> Why is it every time I shift this into reverse, the car goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you turn, you turn the, you turn on the engine and it goes, this I command. Shit. <laughs> Seriously, Serpent, I, I hated it when they brought in Serpentor. I didn't like Serpentor. I wanted to beat the crap out of Serpentor because that's all you ever heard. Kill the G.I. Joes. This I command. Bring me my gin and tonic. This I command. Not that he actually drove a great <laughs> gin and tonic in the cartoon. I'm just saying. Chapentor. Bad, bad leader. Like, seriously. Like, even even eventually the cartoon made fun of it going, okay, we really should have kept Cover Commander because this guy's irritating as hell. Like, I think the yeah. only words he knows is this I command. So, I mean, like, the only thing that came good out of the Deke series was the fact that they did kill Serpentor. But then, somewhere in, like, the first, going into the second season of the Deke run of G.I. Joe, they were like, oh, Captain Planet's popular, let's do eco-terrorism in G.I. Joe. Uh, no. How about we don't? 
I remember and that. It is. I do. You got to understand, I am an av- <laughs> I am an av- well, let's face it, I'm an avid fan of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. And so when it comes to GI Joe, I have the comics, I have the toys, I have the cartoons, and so I know GI Joe. I know the Deke version of GI Joe. I know GI Joe Extreme. I know GI Joe Renegade. I know um oh crap what uh shoot 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 I'm going kind of stupid here but um think think Amanda Jean what is it called what is it called what is it called um GI Joe Sigma Six that's it where Scarlet and Duke and all of them are younger versions of themselves I know my GI Joe it's like one of my favorite GI Joes ever to be created has to be GI Joe Resolute. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Okay, for those of you who have not seen G.I. Joe Resolute, if you were a fan of either the comic or the original G.I. Joe... Really? Uh, Help! Help! A clear clear chocolate... Get off me! No, bad dog. My dog literally just climbed up two chairs onto the computer desk... Jumped on my chest and decided to start kissing me on the face. <laughs> I would be on the show too. I miss you. Hi, I'm Fiskey. I'm a Chihuahua. Um, so GI Joe Resolute was a cartoon movie to basically satisfy the needs of us who had this horrible GI Joe live action movie that came out. Oh my oh, god, yeah. that thing, that thing was brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, and G.I. Joe Resolute brought back your characters the way that they were meant to be with a little bit of a change. Now, the movie is only an hour long, but it was absolutely done right. Um, it was released by Hasbro in 2009. So it is actually canon to the G.I. Joe universe per Hasbro. And one of the greatest things they did in here... Spoilers, by the way. I mean, I'm, I, I, I've got this this time. <laughs> 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 so it's the continued battle of G.I. Joe versus Cobra, but it starts off with a death. Cobra Commander has killed Major Blood, and that's where you start off with. So there's already a death. Major Blood's gone. And so they get to the scene where they're, I think it's like a UN meeting or something like that. I'm not completely sure, but it was all the different nations. So I want to say it's a United Nations meeting, a UN meeting. And uh, Firefly shoots this rocket into the UN meeting and opens up on a screen, and there's Cobra Commander. Now, obviously, Chris Lotta can't play the voice of Cobra Commander because, well, he's not alive anymore. But they get this mm-hmm. guy. Um, I can't remember who did the voice of him, but it was like this really dark, raspy voice. Like, very sinister. Like, you're like, I'm afraid of Cobra Commander now. Which you have Uh the rights to be afraid of Cobra Commander now. Because he makes fun of himself talking about how, now I know you all know that I've always gone, like, give me my money, or I'm going to do this. Well, we're going to kind of change it up here a little bit. And he pushes the button and he destroys all of Russia. Like, Russia's gone. There's no more Russia. It's destroyed. And then he looks and goes, Give me my money. It's just like, Cover Commander just destroyed an entire country. Like, totally white. That is so cool. 
Not that killing people is cool. But in the cartoon, that was so cool. Like, Cobra <laughs> Commander's a bona fide badass now. Or the time when he's like, get this machine up and running again. Sir, we need time to take a figure. Uh, yeah, you're dead. You told your boss no. So I was like, oh, this is fantastic. So if you were ever a fan and you wanted, like, G.I. Joe, but the adult versions where it was something more than just the bats getting shot, this is what you want right here. And I found mine for four bucks. So. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. And the best part is you get it. You, you, the best part about the DVD, I know this is going to sound so bad, but you get G.I. Joe proof of purchases so you can buy more figures online. <laughs> what I was I was huge as a kid like I, I know now as an adult that I shouldn't have torn up my boxes but I really wanted those G.I. Joe proof of purchases I have I still have my I have my G.I. Joe figure that I got when I became a member of the G.I. Joe fan club when I was a little girl and so I have my figure, and I have my G.I. Joe card for my figure, and it tells, you know, my my real name, my code name, and my history, and um, the fact that, I, you know, that I'm an intelligence officer for G.I. Joe, which is really cool. Because you can only be a G.I. Joe. They wouldn't let you be a Cobra back in the day. Because I, I asked if I could be a Cobra, and I was told no. <laughs> You're part of the G.I. <laughs> Joe fan club. Not the Cobra Commander worshippers. <laughs> so, <laughs> even though I could be, I know, I know it, I know it so well. <laughs> Hell, Cobra, may the great snake rule forever. I know that line so well. Say, I could join. Um, but I, I, I have those, and I tore up every box of every G.I. Joe that I ever had. One, because I wanted to play with the figures. Two, I wanted the proof of purchases, because that's how you could get more exclusive figures through the G.I. Joe fan club. Yeah, how else were you going to get the fridge? Yeah. Well, I mean, I got the Cobra Commander mail away, so yay. But it's funny, because... I am a member of the Star Wars fan club, the Rocky Horror Picture Show fan club, the G.I. Joe fan club, the Star Trek fan club. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a loot crater. Woo! <laughs> I have well, that just, it's like... Oh, that and, just and, means... Yeah? And I also have my um, diploma from the X-Men um, Xavier School of Gifted Mutants. Oh, holy shit, so do I. I know exactly which one you're talking about. I have that one, too. So I'm a mutant, too. So I'm I'm a Joe. I'm a mutant. Oh, and I'm in the Harry Potter fan club. So I actually do have a letter that I got to go to Hogwarts. So um, I'm a wizard. <laughs> so what I need to find you to add to your, your fan club collection is, is I'm going to have to find you the Booster Gold fan club t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> because I gotta mention to you, I saw uh, your outfit. You are you are now officially a Booster Gold sponsor because I I, I found out how to make the because uh, what's Booster Gold without its sponsors? I've got uh, UVN and I've got AGP. I got your logo on me. And what my plan that is... That sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> I got AGP on me. 
What is that? Oh, I just got a little AGP on me. No, so you're on there. And I had, there was two that I had to do. I had to find, I had to do the Big Belly Burger because nice. as we as we know from The Flash and from Supergirl, every universe has a Big Belly Burger. <laughs> yep. And I had to do a soda cola. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to uh to finally uh giving Booster Gold a test run. I am super, super excited about that suit. So yeah. I do have a question for you. I yes. know you play Lego Dimensions and I got it yep. for forty dollars. Yay, yeah. Gray Thursday. And <laughs> well I would say I would say forty five because I got the Peter Venkman extra figure too. Because um, yep. they were on sale for five. Um, so, does it is it only like a single player, or can you play online? Can you join forces with friends online? I don't know because I haven't tried it yet. I just play go to everything together. Um, you can play two player, but there's as far as I know, there's no online. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's it. I'll still enjoy the game. I just, I, I've become obsessed with multiplayer online. The only thing about that is I, it, I'm sure maybe down the road they would do it. I think it would just be kind of hard right now to do it. I don't, I don't know how that particular one they could do online. Unless they came up with a a community because, I mean, if you think about it, when you're playing, if they had, like, just a plain Lego online experience, but, I mean, if you think about Lego Dimensions, like, if you're in a room with somebody or, you know, in a level with somebody in, like, would the character you're playing pop out and the new character pop in and... Well, I mean, if you could play two-player... Why couldn't you play two-player online at least? I don't know. Well, that's true. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. You you are going to be pleasantly surprised. I absolutely love LEGO Dimensions. Whoever, honestly, whoever is the creative force behind the game, they are huge. They, they did it right because they are huge fans of every... Um, uh, every property the that's in genre. the game. Yeah. Well, I I want to say that. Well, I want to say one person. Obviously, there's very few people, and this is not me trying to brag about myself, but there's very few people on this planet that are just like me. I mean, let's face it. I am a rare commodity for the fact that I'm into everything. Like, oh, it's nerd. I like it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't get a lot of people like that. You know, you, you have Star Wars fanatics. It, it, you have people that are strict. A lot of people that are strictly one or the other. And you have people that collect comic books, but they don't play video games. It's very rare to find somebody who's a cosplayer, a podcaster, comic book convention runner, a um, someone who could do commercials, collect, you know, collects toys and figures, and reads and collects comic books, and plays video games, and runs social. Media. I, I, I'm weird. Oh, um, it's like, Amanda, stop! You're embarrassing me. You're you're flattering me. You're making me blush. No, oh, I'm getting you, you hard. There's a difference. 
Oh, yeah, who you would be talking about? I thought you were talking about me for a moment. No, we don't talk about you. If we talk about you, we'll never get the hell off the show. <laughs> which, which, speaking of which, we're going on an hour and a half, and you're the. I gotta say, it, it was it's it's been refreshing. My throat's not sore from a podcast with Amanda because you actually took. <laughs> I haven't been able to monopolize the conversation. Yes, I know. Sorry, I haven't talked in over a week, so my I, bad. I know the feeling. But seriously. Right. You need to get a PlayStation 4. You need to get Seven Days to Die. It's only 30 bucks on the PlayStation Plus. Of course, you'll have to have the PlayStation Network. And you should come kill zombies with me. I'm looking forward to it. The only thing is, though, and I will try not to go on about it, but I have told you before that one of the games that I bought recently that I was a real big fan of was No Man's Sky. Now, everybody... Everybody who but it, that is a very divided game because that is. is one of those rare that is one of those rare games where you either really love it or you don't like it like at all. And I've been playing it like nonstop for the past few months. It's just it's a, such a chill game. Well, I woke up Sunday and the um, God damn it the. Uh, I don't want to say construction pack. The update, the uh, the big update that we were promised from the get-go dropped, and it was massive. It oh, added, it added so much. It was it's more than just base building. They, I actually saw a list of everything they tweaked, and it is a massive list. The update is the game that we bought, that we thought we bought, and we had to wait for a little while for it, but God, man, I just, ah, I was finally getting to the point in the game where, I'm not going to lie, it was starting to get boring. It was like, okay, I'm I'm trying to get to the center of the universe, and i got to stop every once in a while to get fuel, blah, blah, okay, I'm, I'm done. Then I wake up Sunday morning and bam, an all new reason to play the game all over again. And I get that. See, me though, even if I love a game, like I love Seven Days to Die, but I can't do like my sister does. She has a game with me and Tyler. She has a game with just me and she has a game of her own and she plays it nonstop. I can't do that. I have to switch back and forth through games sometimes or else no matter how fun it is, I get bored. And besides, you know what they say, it's better to play with a group than with yourself. I don't know. Nobody plays with himself quite like I do. <laughs> Besides, you know you want Grand Theft. Auto. You know you want Grand Theft Auto Five now, and on the PlayStation Network, so we can Tron. You had me at Tron. That one I might I, actually look into. But Seven Days to Die, it's it. It take a little bit of No Man's Sky, take a little bit of Zombies, and take a little bit of Minecraft, and you pretty much do have that. Now that does sound good. It is terrifying though. Because um, I do I do play one on a single player, and when you're not in a multiplayer where you're constantly talking with other people, it is most terrifying as your neighbor falls through the freaking roof. What the hell was that? Jesus, sorry. Like, literally, it just sounded like my neighbor was going to come through the roof of my apartment. Um, <laughs> 
the first time I played by myself, and which means I wasn't talking to anybody, um, I finally found a house, and I had like 30 seconds to upgrade as much of it as I could before it became nightfall. Because at nightfall, the zombies run. They don't run during the day. You can kill them really easy. Um, but at night, they run. And you can't outrun them. And I was sitting there, and I was working on the house, and I went tap, 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 and I heard... And I went, what the? And then all of a sudden, you can hear them, and they start banging on your wall, and you can hear it, and you're just like, uh, you like crouch your character, and you hide in the dark, praying to God they don't find you. <laughs> it's terrifying. Oh, my God, it's so terrifying. Oh. But you are right. We've been doing this for an hour and a half, and oh, there's three more requests to play video games. So um, I think it is time to go. <laughs> Everybody wants to go play GTA Five with uh, some Tron stuff. So um, I'm gonna go do that. We will not be streaming that tonight because obviously uh, the members of AGP won't be on. I'm just gonna go play with some people that are just random friends of mine that are not members of AGP. Everybody, but of course, you know, um, if you want to learn more about AGP, go over to our Facebook, which is Amanda Gillum Presents. You can find us on Instagram under Amanda Gillum. Twitter is Lady Vader seventy nine. YouTube is uh, Amanda Gillum. Uh, Twitch is Amanda Gillum. And Instagram is did I get everything? Insta let's see. Let's let's start over. Instagram, Twitch, Yahoo or not Yahoo, uh, uh YouTube are all Amanda Gillum. The website and the Facebook page are Amanda Gillum Presents and Twitter is Lady Vader seventy nine. Remember Gillum is spelled like William but with a G instead of a W. And Mike, where can they find more about you and the awesome videos that I did when I replaced you? <laughs> Um, you can find us on our main website and uh, Facebook. It's uh, Underground Video Network, uh, all one word. Um, we're on the Twitter, which I am becoming a little bit more familiar with. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at UVN colon BTC. Uh, that's just Underground Video Network, behind the counter. Uh, yeah, um, you can also find us... Uh, me and Richard have finally started to realize that, you know, we love doing the show. We love doing video that will never stop. But you'll understand, as you get older and you've got more responsibilities, it's not always easy to meet up with your buddies to do a, sh you know, to do a video show. So that's why we started our podcast, the We Talk Too Much, which you can find here on TalkShoe. Our Facebook page is We Talk Too Much. Uh, we shoot that live every Wednesday night at eight o'clock. Uh, so we will have a, we will have a show tomorrow night. Uh, we took last uh, Wednesday off because it was the holidays. So yeah, that's where you can find us. <laughs> wow, everybody took last week off. Wow. Um, speaking of, why was I not told about this? Real quickly, what's with this Jesse thing, and why was I not told? You will have to. I am pleading the fifth on this one. Uh, uh -huh. You will have to. You will have to talk to the producer and the uh, the web uh, guy in charge. Um, I want to know why my boss is working with UVN and I wasn't freaking told. You will have to take that up with your boss, because. Uh, 
Someone's getting tarted, feathered, and then flogged in public. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ugh. So on that note, I wish you all a wonderful evening. Um, look for um, AGP everywhere, like we said. And remember, with great power comes great responsibility, which is why Mike and I will never be superheroes, because Mike won't know how to use his powers, and I will take over the world as a complete psychotic overlord. So, no. <laughs> oh, I will know how to use my powers, but I doubt they're going to be for good. Uh, I'm overlording, so... No, step off. I'm not that amb- That's just it. I'm not that ambitious. <laughs> my, lack of ambi- my lack of ambition would keep me from world domination. You're, you're, yeah, you get superpowers. I'm going to take over the world and like, I don't know when. I've I got to procrastinate this a little bit. I'll be like, I have superpowers. Oh, hell, Queen Darkseid. Woo! <laughs> I, would literally be sitting, I would literally be sitting in my chair playing No Man's Sky and using my evil powers to, to pull the bag of chips closer to me. <laughs> nope. I'm doing a Darkseid or a Thanos on everybody. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You get one week off. That's when I go to San Diego Comic-Con, which I better get in for free or else this convention is over. No. (laughs) So on that note, everybody, you all have a good night, and we love you from AGP and UVN. Say good night, Michael. Good night, everybody. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, it's going to do it again because I went too long. Hold on. I know how to fix this. this This always works on our show. Amanda, press the button. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, it didn't work. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.